Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Excited that God is con- going to continue to bless us with our morning Bible study. Amen. And then we have those who are on the um, uh, YouTube and Facebook, and we are excited. I'm Raymond Bell. I'm the pastor of the Solid Baptist Church, and I am just excited that the Lord has given me another opportunity to serve him in this capacity as the pastor of the Solid Church. Amen. Remember that we are going to continue our Bible studies at 8 o'clock, um, and then we're going to also do our Bible study at um, at at uh, 6.30 on Wednesdays. We're going to continue to do that as well. So you can join us uh, for those services. We're going to get into the Word today. I have an um, exciting Word that we're going to do, and then I want you to prepare yourself for the Lord's Supper immediately following the worship experience. Amen. If you would turn with me to Luke's Gospel, the uh, 15th chapter and the first verse, you will find these words um, that's there. Amen. The text says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? going backwards. There we go. And when he has found it, he laid it on his shoulders. Wait a minute, you got to go back one. Yeah, okay. Go back. Okay, that's good. And when he had found it, he laid it on his shoulders. Um, Well, verse 4 says, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. And when he had found it, he laid it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that re, re, that repents 
more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. Amen. Amen. I want to, I want to, I want to talk about this subject. Why black lives matter. Why black lives matter. Church, let me just say this up front. Let me just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this powerful opportunity to share what you've already shared with me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh God, my strength and my redeemer. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Let me just say this. That so many people get upset when they say black lives matter. And I want to look at this thing from I want to look at this thing from a different perspective here. When people say black lives matter, they are not saying that other lives don't matter. What what they're saying is, and what I believe, is that they're saying is because of the lot and the situation that black people have gone through down through the years, it would appear that it seems like their lives don't matter as much as other lives. And it's just not true. And best, and when you lift up one life, it does not negate the other lives. And there's nowhere in the expression that means that when you lift up the idea that black lives do matter, it does not negate that white lives matter, yellow lives matter, red lives matter, brown lives matter. Every life to God matters. And it matters so much that God put in the text a parable that describes God's relationship with people. And one of the most common is a shepherd and his sheep. David first wrote The Lord is my shepherd in Psalms 23. And Jesus often used this imagery, identifying himself as the good shepherd. And you know I preached about that last week. Now, I don't really know if that's a compliment. And you know why, because I talked about how the the shepherds were not viewed as anything prestigious. And if you ask the classroom of kindergartens, if you could be an animal, you which one would you pick? Um, I don't think any would say a sheep. You'll never see a college sports team with a sheep as their mascot. You know. 
People will even use the, the word sheep as an insult, implying that people is just a follower that doesn't think for themselves. But in our text today, Jesus was sitting probably in a synagogue, preaching God's word. And as usual, a crowd started forming around him. But Jesus not only drew dissent decent folk and respectable citizens. He even drew tax collectors and street walkers and other folk that wouldn't normally be around somebody like Jesus. And that's why I love Jesus so much. Because he is not respective of your finances and your stature and your prestige, Jesus reaches out to everybody. But here the Pharisees start grumbling. How dare he socialize with sinners? And Jesus told this short story about a little lost lamb. And that's what we want to focus on this morning. We want to focus on that. In fact, if you want to look at the story from the beginning, the text would probably read, and Jesus was hanging, Jesus was out there preaching and hanging around folk who was not desirable. And the and the and the and the Christian folk got upset. That, that, that's how you would really, really want to read the text. Uh, you know, and uh, then he begins to tell the story about um, the lost lamb. And now, all and as with all his parables, Jesus invents this story to illustrate some spiritual truth. Jesus understood the power of a simple story, and stories are capable of building a bridge from one heart to another that truth can then walk across. And as we ponder this paint-sized parable, I saw something different after the death of another unarmed black man by over-policing police. I'd like to point out three parables why we believe black lives matter. First, black lives matter because the shepherd loves the lost. Listen to me, church. Look at verse 15.4. It says, what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? Church, listen to me. The, the main text in the scripture is lost. What, is, what, is, what does it mean to be lost? I have to re-look at that and re-think about that. Metaphorically, it means, from, it means to be lost from a relationship between the shepherd and the flock. But when I, just, but when I looked at it, I, I knew that being lost here 
was not talking about being forever uh, detached. And what I've discovered is that you can be uh, 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 lost in the sense that you're not connected. One who is not connected. Because theologically, what I've discovered is, is that one cannot be lost in terms of separation from the shepherd, but rather from connectedness. See, one can never be separated from the Father because Psalm 139, verses 7 through 12 says this, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, uh, uh, you are there. If I rise on the wings of, of the dawn, if I settle on the air on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Listen to me, church. In a real sense, lostness is a sense of not being connected. And for so many years, blacks have been in the United States but have, but have not been fully connected. We've been separated from the means of prosperity, from the pursuit of happiness. We have been cut off from the access to all of that which will make us prosperous. We often think of the sheep as wandering off, but the text does not tell us that. If you look at the text, so many people say that the, that the sheep wandered off. But the text says in verse 15, 4, if he loses one of them. Which means that the sheep did not necessarily leave, but was missing in the mix. Are y'all with me today? We are often overlooked and discounted. And because of the overlooking, we are overburdened and discouraged. We are, we are, we are draped with a duffel bag of weariness on one shoulder and a satchel of grief on the other shoulder and, 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 and add on a backpack of doubt and an overnight bag of loneliness and a trunk full of fear. You have to carry a Samsonite suitcase full of others' hatred, pride, jealousy, anger, and selfishness. Listen, church, there's all kind of stuff that black people have gone through and now we are suffering from over-policing. Look, 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 look. I know all of us are not suffering from that. But when one of us suffer, and believe me, if you got, if you can be in trouble for driving down the street. All of us get scared when the cop pull us over because we know 
that somehow they don't look at our lives as the same as other lives. And we bear this burden. But that's why I marvel at the words of Christ when he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Listen, church, as our shepherd Jesus offers us to bear the burdens we were never meant to carry, he does so because he loves us. He, he loves us, church. He loves us. And I don't care what nobody say. When the shepherd loves you. Oh, I wish I had a praying church. There's something different about your life. Your life matters because the shepherd loves you. And that's the second similarity between the lost lamb in Jesus' story. Yes, the shepherd loves the lost, but also black lives matter because the shepherd looks for the loved. Look again in verse 15.4. He says, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 and in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? Listen, church, how do you know you're loved? You know you're loved because the shepherd leaves the 99 and sets out in search of the one that was lost. Because one life matters. It doesn't matter what color you are. But in this case, we lift up the idea that a black life does matter. It reminds me of one CEO of a large company that needed to call one of his employees about an urgent problem. He dialed the employee's home telephone number and was greeted with a child's whisper. Hello? Irritated at the inconvenience of having to talk to a child, the boss asked, is your daddy home? And the child answered, yes, with that small voice. May I talk to him? The small child whispered, no. So the boss asked, is your mommy there? Child said, yes. Uh, may I talk to her? Again, the small voice whispered, no. Knowing that it was not likely that a young child would be left home alone, he asked, is there anyone besides you there? And the child said, yes. A policeman Curious, the boss, the boss, the boss asked, may I, may I speak with the policeman? And the child said, no, he's busy. Busy doing what? The boss asked. Talking to daddy and mommy and the fireman. And growing concerned and even worried as he heard what sounded like a helicopter in the background, the boss asked, what's going on there? And the child answered, the search team just landed the helicopter. Father, he, de he, he demanded, he says, 
what are all the people doing at your house? And the little child said, they're looking for me. <laughs> listen, listen to me, church. The reason why everybody was searching for the child is because the child was loved. And because he was loved, everybody was looking for him. Have, have you ever lost anything? Have you ever misplaced your phone? You know, if you misplace your phone, you would do everything in the world looking for that phone. Because why? It's important to you. It is worth to It has worth to you. And you are loved. And because you are loved, Jesus is looking for you. I wish I had a praying church right along through that. Jesus once described his purpose for coming into the world like this. For the Son of Man, in Luke, 8, in Luke 19, 10, he says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. Even though it sounds cliche, Jesus loves you. You're the apple of his eye. You're the bubble in his Pepsi. If you had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. If he had a wallet, your photo would be in it. Jesus entered the world to search for your soul. He chose the nails and the cross to win your heart. Love compelled him to look for that which was lost. Logic says, stay with the 99. It's only one sheep. But as Mr. Spock put it in the Star Trek, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. That's what logic says. But love says otherwise. He could have had a thousand sheep or a million sheep and Jesus still would have gone after one because that was love does. God loves black lives as much as any other lives. Jesus don't love planets or populations he loves people. He doesn't love multitudes. He loves men and women. St. Augustine put it this way. He loves each one of us as if there were only one of us. Church, we got to know that we got a loving God. We got a God who looks for us. We got a God who looks for the lost. Who loves the lost and who, love, and who looks for the love. Black Lives Matter, not only because <laughs> not only because he looks for the lost. Black Lives Matter, not only because he looks, because the shepherd loved the lost and the shepherd loved the, looks for the love, but the shepherd lauds the link. And what I'm trying to say here, church, is that he celebrated the reconnection. And when he has found it, the text says, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. And when he arrives, 
he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. Notice what happened when the shepherd found the lost sheep. He didn't scold the sheep or take a whip and drive it back to the flock. Rather, he put the sheep on his shoulders. Oh, I wish I had a, I wish I had a church that understands what I'm talking about. He loves us so much that when he reconnects with us, he celebrates and rejoices over his homecoming. Yes, take another peek at this climax of the short story. In case the point of the parable wasn't apparent, Jesus states plain plainly in the verse in Luke 15, 7, he says, in the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Jesus doesn't just make this point on the move and move on. He wanted his listeners to underline it, highlight it, and mark it bold. He wanted to make sure that though all lives matter, one life still matter to him also. And he told two more tales immediately following the one, each with a similar plot. Next was a parable about a woman who lost a coin. Um, and, and she sweeps the whole house and searches every corner until she finds it. And, and notice in the text that a coin uh, can't get up and leave. A coin can't do anything. In the end, when she finds it, she invites her neighbors over to celebrate. And then there's the parable of the lost son, the, the prodigal boy who wastes his inheritance on wild living. But once he comes to his senses and returns home, his father throws a party celebrating his return. And the text reminds us that everybody in the house celebrated. Not just the loss, but all in the community. You can relate, can't you? <coughs> you can relate. You know that when you lose something that's worth and worth to you, that you do all you can to look for it because it has worth to you. Yes, and then when you find it, you celebrate. And some people even ask you, where did you find it? Where did you find it? But here, but here's the matter, church. God loves us so much. He loves us. He loves us. That he is going to rejoice. Jesus says in verse 10, in the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of angels over one sinner who repents. And, 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 and that's how our world should be regarding black lives. We should rejoice when we are reorganized, when we are recognized and reconnected. Maybe being compared to a sheep isn't so bad after all. Being lost is no fun. Being loved, looked for, 
and loud it makes it worth makes makes it makes it all worth it. Even Jesus was known as the Lamb of God. And wouldn't you want to be like Jesus? If you're feeling spiritually lost today, you can be found. Jesus loves you and came to earth looking for you and your life matters. Unlike unlike the lost sheep though, you know the way home. Trusting Jesus as the Lamb of God who died for your sins and then accept him as the shepherd of your soul. Follow him and he'll lead you safely home. If you'll do that right now, then the angels in heaven will be joining us as we stand and sing and rejoice over every soul that comes back to God. If you are here today and you have never trusted God as your Lord and Savior, you can be, your life matters because the shepherd loves you. Because the shepherd looks for the love and the shepherd lauds the link. They celebrate the reconnection. If you bow your head with me and pray this simple prayer, you say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner and I am lost. But I can be found in your love and your connection. I want to be one of your children. Please accept me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That little short prayer is short, but it's powerful. And it can get you into the kingdom of God. If you've never accepted him. Please accept him today. There may be others here on the line today. In our midst who are need prayer. And we call upon you right now to give us those names. Sister Janie Jones, Margie Edmonds, Sheila Watkins, Larry Watkins, Chris Johnson, Tom Norris, Jackie Norris, Joshua Barbour, Becky Sorrells. These are the ones that we are lifting up today. But I know that there may be others who need prayer. And we want to lift them up today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you all the praise. You are the only living and true God. And before you, there is no other. We, we lift up your name today, God, because we need you. We need you in every area of our lives. We need you in our health. We need you in our mind. We need you in our spirits. We need you financially. We need you, Lord, to give us strength to continue to have faith. We need you, God, in all areas of our lives, at our work, at our homes, in our schools, in our exercising. We need you. 
Thank you, Lord, for loving us, for looking for us, and for celebrating when we reconnect. Oh, Lord, we need you today. Now, we lift up all the names that we called and all the other names that are listed. And we lift up our president, we lift up our vice president, their families and their cabinets. We lift up all of those persons that we are duty-bound to pray for, the governors, the mayors, the county executives, the councilmen, the congressmen. We lift them up right now, Lord, and we ask that you would use them to help your people. We pray for our children. We lift up our soldiers everywhere. And we pray, God, that you would continue to bless us and keep us in your perfect peace. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.